Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hope you all are enjoying your picket lines. Are you enjoying your picket line? Well, you know, it's been good weather so far. Mm-hmm. For picketing. Yep. So that's nice. Uh-huh. I worry about June, July, and August. Uh-huh. Well, June, you'll have the June gloom in the morning. Right. The marine layer. Yeah. You know, so get those afternoon, sh- those, you know, the, the, I guess they're called the morning shifts, right? The nine to one. Yes. Well, and also, you know, I'm not going to reveal too many details, but someone uh, I saw today while I was with them got a text that um, they wanted them to pick it at 4 a.m. on a production tomorrow. You know, that happens. Yeah. So that might be a good time for you. What that's actually, that's actually not a bad idea. You know? Is it like, uh, is it on location somewhere? Um, I mean, it's in LA. Yeah, I know, but like, where do I have to go for it? I don't know. Do you want me to find out? No. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, writer's strike. Here it is. This one feels like it's going to be a long one. Yeah, we're hunkering down. Uh, I don't know. So now, you know, any of those fun writing jobs I was talking about last week, they're gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to make do here with some podcast action. and Hot uh, podcast action. Hot podcast action. You know, been talking to Jonah about starting a separate podcast, you know, get the Jonah and Matt train back together. Matt and Jonah's excellent adventure. Yeah, maybe we should just take this feed. I mean, <laughs> I've been wanting to ride off into the sunset, so maybe Jonah should take out, take my place. That would be very weird if we just kept the same format yeah. and the same topic. And you made Jonah talk about IVF. Oh, what a dream. <laughs> you know how like Star Trek TNC is like you, the conceit is like you've watched Star Trek and Andy hasn't. Right. So this could be like you've done IVF and Jonah hasn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. I like it. <laughs> Just we'll just do an episode by episode review of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Starting at episode one, it'll be like MST three K, but for this podcast, right? Jonah did that for a job. <clears throat> yeah. See, I'm just coming up with all these ideas. I for love you. ideas. Ideas are great. Yep. Dodo, you have a lot of ideas. I do. Let's see. You had some good ideas this week. Let's talk about them. Hang on. I did. You did. Uh. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. There were a few of them where I was like, that was a good idea. Mm. And now, the, 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 come on. I mean, I have no recollection. They were kind of like order of operations things where you, you know, and it had to do with Henry and I. And I can't, I can't remember. It had to do with you and Henry. In, like a do this, then that. But like, in what context? I don't remember, but I'm remembering positive vibes around your thought process. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I like I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. I like a compliment. I don't know. They're few and far between. What else happened here? They're not few and far between. Now, your whole thing is you like complimenting me to other people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why that's a problem. People think I'm, you know, such a great guy, always complimenting uh, my wife. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just say so many brilliant things oh, that it's hard for I can, me to... Here's one I just thought of. Oh, okay. What is it? You ordered that charcoal thing. Oh, yeah. Worked, worked a treat. Oh, yeah. I feel like you were a little skeptical. I was very skeptical. <laughs> so here's what happened. There's been a... We had a whole situation in like the inaccessible space above our ceiling... It's a, I mean, it's a crawl space. It's a crawl space, but you can't, that you actually can't, you get, can't into. get into, but it was, there were things crawling in it. Right. <laughs> um, and our landlord came and, and sealed off the vents, but I like, then Henry's bathroom started smelling really not great and not like a, in a sewer way, but right. in a, oh, I think something died in the ceiling way. Yeah. That's your classic, you know, I was like, this, this does stink. What is it? Yeah. So that was a problem. And we tried to get rid of the smell. Matt bought some of those plug-in Febreze Yeah, which things, didn't work at all. Which And which I lost my mind about because I was like, these give people cancer. And I was like, I don't care if it smells better. I'm in. But it didn't even smell better. No, it so didn't. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> and then. Hey, I will say this. Everybody's wondering. The Febreze? The actual Febreze The actual spray. Febreze 2X odor eliminator. Yes. That doesn't have like any weird scent or anything like that. That worked. The 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 plug-in made me feel nauseous. Plug-in added a layer of, of stink of, above the stink. Oh, it was so bad. Ah, ocean breeze? Ew, oh, it was terrible. terrible. It was a bad idea. Um, and you know, then I like started spiraling that we were all getting cancer from the plug-in in, yeah, it was in a, like for in a, a total, day. A total of, <laughs> I mean, it was maybe plugged in for a total of eight hours. In a day. Um, anyway, so then I did some Googling and I found these like char activated charcoal odor eliminator things. Yes. And at first all I could find were just like like basically baggies that you would like leave around everywhere. And then I found an aesthetically pleasing one. Yeah, like a wood, you know. It's in like a bamboo encasement. <laughs> it's from Australia. It's of course like three times the, I mean, I it was $30. It wasn't like. Well, that's three times 10. It, yes, it wasn't like, but I'm saying like, I, I say like three times the price. I think people are picturing like I, I spent, you know, $500 we don't have on no, this. No, we're in a writer's strike. Yeah, it was $30. Um. And you leave it out in the sun, which Matt correctly posited that Henry would enjoy that aspect of it. Yes. And indeed, <laughs> so it came at night. And then the next morning, I showed it to him and I explained it. And he got so excited. And he ran outside and he yeah. put it in the sun. He actually threw it down yes. in the sun. Um and that like activates it. Quote unquote activates it. And here I am going like Yeah, oh, Matt's boy. like, okay, this yeah. is like this is like one, this is one step to an MLM. Buy anything from <laughs> Australia that has to be activated by the sun. I'm like, this is a scam. Yeah. Um, but I was telling Matt tonight, like what I, what I appreciated about many of the reviews on Amazon were that they were like, I didn't think this was working. And then I took it out of the room and then I realized it was working. Right. And I was like, okay. And, and it, it really, it did, I would say it, market improvement yeah within like a day it's been today was it today yeah oh wow okay yeah 
within like today within like today and then i got these other things and then matt was fresh, like well i better get on this train too. <laughs> i got these fresh gel things uh fresh you know what they they're gel beads that similarly seem to work a voodoo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they suck the stink out of the air <laughs> and uh yeah the bathroom harry's bathroom smells fantastic right now and then i was like well I mean, I feel like we're missing out in the in the in the living room area. Yeah. So I put I put one out there too. We have a big air purifier going, but it doesn't really do anything about the smell. Yeah. There was never any sort of advertising on that. No. It's not like Molecule was like we tested the stink on stinks, (laughs) and now these stinks Uh, are unstinkable. But. But if you're dealing with anything like that, I recommend this charcoal weird thing that Dory said was good. You know what? And the fresh gel bead odor eliminator from Amazon. I'm making a note to put links in the show notes. (laughs) We get not a nickel. We don't get a nickel off of this. But we'll link. Enjoy. (laughs) At least give them an affiliate link. Okay, I might put an affiliate link. There you go. So we'll get like five cents anytime someone buys one. That's fine. So we gotta make we gotta uh, we gotta make hay while the sun shines. We do, know? we do, we do. Um. So yeah. So that's that's what's been happening. You know, the over first here. big strike, oh seven. I was I was out here. Were you working at the Apple Store? Uh, yes, okay. I was out here and working at the Apple Store, wanting to get into television writing. Yep. Yep. So yep. that. I believe that the writer, personally, I believe the writer strike put me like a year and a half behind. Oh wow! Okay, where I where I would have been, where I needed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, I you know, honestly, I can't. I think it was how long did it last? I felt like it was. Eight it was a hundred days. A hundred days, so it was not eight months. <laughs> it felt like eight mm-hmm. months, so it was it was three months essentially. Um, three and a half months. So I just found, I wrote an article. I was working for the New York Observer at the time. Yes, NYO. And I had I wrote an article at the, I think it was a, like a year-end thing about Nikki Fink. Because deadline. she did, yeah, I mean, Deadline had launched before the strike, but the strike really like made her and made the site. Um, and I said, the biggest entertainment story of the year has also turned into the biggest story of Ms. Fink's career and possibly the vehicle of her redemption for those who had written her off as merely a loudly buzzing fly in Hollywood's ointment. Mm. Well, she's dead now. She is dead now. She, I mean, yeah. Um, and I interviewed her. (laughs) This is kind of funny reading this now. She, I quoted her saying, I did not know I cared about Hollywood as much as I did. Mm. <laughs> Everyone has always criticized me over the years. You hate Hollywood. You hate all the movies. You hate everybody. And I was okay being in that curmudgeon role. But with the strike, Ms. Fink said, everything changed. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those, if you ever are watching your television shows you like for, that were around in that period of time, you'll notice a short season. Well, the the second season of Friday Night Lights, yeah, a short season, yeah, is a famously 
terrible season. Yeah. Like it's so bad. Like anyone who's a fan of the show, you say you like say the second season and everyone's like, Oh yeah, the second season. <laughs> well, you know, that happened that happened uh, during uh what year was it eighty seven or eighty eight? There was the season two of Star Trek Next Generation writer strike. Mm-hmm. That they ended up having to do a clip show where Riker got sick in sick bay and just mm. re- was, was remembering things that happened in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, but they, you know, Thirty Rock. Uh, I remember that season being shortened. Anything that you know? This is actually episodes? very interesting to read this now because. Why don't you link to it? In your I will, but I'm just going to read this because she says she saw, she sees the writers as a whole to be somewhat deluded as to the intentions of the studios. Quote, the writers don't get that the studios don't care, she said. And I feel like yeah. that is true. They think that the shareholders would care or the bosses would care or Wall Street would care or the government or Congress or the viewers. They don't care. <laughs> I don't think that that is totally true now. I think it has changed a little bit. You but know, I, I think that that's more true than it is not. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree with that. For a number of different reasons. And she talks about media consolidation. I mean, like, she was kind of, she's kind of on it. This is, this is really, this is very interesting to read this now. Anyway, little walk down strike memory lane. Yeah, I mean, the concessions they got in that strike, I don't even remember. I mean, mostly because I wasn't in the guild yet, but. I think I my impression was that people look back on that strike as not having gone well for the writers. I remember the, there wasn't there, a, there was a streaming sticking point back in that strike as well. Yeah, that the writers didn't really win. Right, but we got a little bit of something and every other guild was like, it's the internet. No one cares. Oh, really? Yeah, it was that. Mm. Well, this has been. Here we are now. Here we are. Here we are. Um, all right. Strike day five. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I can make it next week. I'm just kidding, guys. It feels like I've been on a strike for like a year and a half and people are finally joining me. Um. Call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Please email us at dorymatt at gmail or mandory gmail. This podcast lives and dies by your emails and voicemails and texts. Yeah, if you and, see a short one, it's your fault. And when we when we get when we have weeks of very light communications, that's when I start saying to Matt, this no one wants to listen to this podcast anymore. And I get very depressed. It's more like uh, we need to kill this podcast. I do say that. And I go, no. I'm on strike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know. That said, head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Get two <laughs> bonus episodes a month if you care to support us. You know what? If you feel like signing up only during the writer's strike, please do. Yeah, we would we would appreciate it. We'll give you a writer's strike special, which is to say, um, we'll remind you to cancel once the strike's over. <laughs> oh, that's... That's the special. That's a, that's a good idea. So... You know, look, the last long one was 100 days. So you might only be on the hook for 30 bucks. Or 15. If yeah. You, if you support us at the $5 level. Or, you know, maybe just a dollar. Whatever. Or a dollar. Whatevs. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will be right back. Oh, no. Just kidding. I wanted to mention 
friend of the show, Ari Helper, and his superscript trivia. Guys, I don't know if you remember this, but I would say one, two, three years ago, we did our first Ari trivia night at the house, and it was spectacular. It was fun. It was a great thing to do. You know, you're always looking for things to do with adult human beings. Let me tell you, a trivia night is actually a really good idea. If you're in the LA or Orange County area, Ari will come to you and run a trivia night. He could do this at a at a at an outdoor gathering. He could do this at a, a bar. He could do this wherever you might need fun shenanigans. <laughs> also, if you're like, oh, I don't live in the LA area, but I would like to have some fun trivia. Well, guess what? You can do it on Zoom. It's a fantastic party game. Or you can do an office mixer slash team building exercise by having some trivia teams. It's the best. Home live games are there. Birthday party games are there. You know, on a date night with your 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 bow or your or your bell, you could you could arrange for a trivia night. Do it in the backyard. That's fun. If you got a big house, do it in there too. Anyway, guys, go to Super Script Trivia. S U P E R. S-C-R-I-P-T. I, for some reason, will not spell trivia. <laughs> Dot com. And make it happen. It's great. Trust us. Or me. Okay. Now this. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too. connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month that's better help h-e-l-p hey i'm gonna ask you a question how's your sock drawer looking is it scary Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we are. And we have, I'm looking at this uh, rundown here, honey. Yes. It turns out uh-huh. we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven forms of communication. Well, the two, the, the one, first. Only, one, only two of them are emails? The first voicemail is quite long. And the second voicemail was so long that we are actually starting it in the middle because even though we don't have that much this week, I decided we don't need to listen to an eight-minute voicemail. Oh, sure. That does make sense. So, um, so what's first in the row? Oh, we are in the voicemail portion of the show. Yes, we are. You'll see so them labeled. Did you do any chopping? Do I need to do anything uh, to these? Not, not the first one. The second one, you just need to start where I say to start it in the show in the production notes. Hang on now. Let me pause while I read this. 450. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, voicemail part one. Here we go. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, Bo. And this is Aaron calling from Portland, Oregon, walking with my number two science baby in the rain, of course. And, uh, I wanted to call in about the, let's see, the British Australian Floridian, <laughs> uh, who's not Australian. And I'm very sorry about the frustrations with IVF. It is so frustrating. And this podcast has helped tremendously with my two IVF babies. And thank you for that, for all you, Matt and Dory do. And Henry and Bo. And uh, anyway, so just wanted to kind of repeat some things, some longtime listeners, some things that Dory um, has done on the podcast. And um, some things you did was offer, remind people second opinions. Very good. Very helpful. We did that. I had, um, I think, one chemical pregnancy and one miscarriage pregnancy through IVF. And with only five embryos, I thought that was a lot, but you start using them pretty fast. 
um, and then you want to figure out how not to do that. So I did the second opinion, and yes to all the imaging. That is always a bonus and helps find out anything going on from Lori's experience knows that. And then um, the other part is the my second opinion. We didn't end up staying with them, but they recommended the ERA, which is very helpful because I was having, I think I did three embryos that did not make it. Um, and every time I went in, they would push my transfer date out by a week when I go in for that pre-transfer ultrasound and say my uterine lining wasn't thick enough or ready. And so the second opinion said, well, maybe check the uterine line. Uh, it may not be the lining. They did a study on, you know, rats, of course, or mice that, that didn't matter. It just needed to be a good, healthy home. And so the ERA tells your window of optimal timing for the transfer. So with that in mind, we kept the date um, on another round. They wanted to tell me again my uterine lining wasn't ready. Um, I did have one where I was just too stressed, and I felt that stress. So we postponed it a month in um, another cycle, and I highly recommend that too. Get in a space, a headspace where you feel most comfortable. It's worth the wait. I can't, uh, I can't agree with her more regarding that exact thing. Uh, here's part two. Well, I went over my time, but that was about all. Um, what's really annoying is, I guess I was going to say the de-stressing part, and it's so frustrating when you're doing fertility workup and everyone, like, especially people that had spontaneous births, are like, oh, you just need to de-stress. Well, you don't know. You could have an ectopic pregnancy. You could have, you know, the uterine system. You could have all sorts of things going on that are just science-related um, or, or ours is just still um, unknown in fertility, right? forget the word. I have baby brains. I'm a four-month-old, excuse me. But anyway, one of the things I took from Dory is Dory left her job and started her own thing. So thanks, Dory, for that. And thanks for promoting all the healthcare and um, corporate uh, help for office uh, work help for people to get paid leave or help getting paid for the healthcare workup for fertility and all that. Uh, I've been working on a little bit of that myself, but I did have to leave my job and just kind of start doing my own business because I found that uh, maybe it was just a little too stressful. Um, so I, I did have savings to do that, and I just I wish you the best, and I'm sorry you're going through this, and there may or may not be an answer, but it's uh, good to try all the things. And good luck. Uh, I think I'm at 1,300 square feet. And I was going to say no TVs, but my husband has a big one downstairs. I think it's just a 48-inch one, one. And we really never use it. It's so, fascinating. Uh, we don't watch TV. With our babies. All right. Well, have a good day. Bye. Generationally. I watched TV last night. Yeah. But it's not what it used to be. No, it's definitely not what it in used the to sense be. That it's not like. Well, Henry will never know what it's like to like flip through channels. Yes, and you know, having to turn yeah, be home at a certain time to watch mm-hmm. a thing or whatever. But also, it's not like the social center of the home anymore. 
Mm. Whereas it used to be. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was the radio. And well, before also, that, I think it was the fireplace. Or the the um, gramophone. Mm. Or the piano. Like, people would, like, gather around right. the piano and yeah. sing together. Um, yeah, because everyone has, like, their own individual viewing platforms now. Mechanisms. Like, you can just go off and, like, like if Henry's watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, you can watch the Red Sox game on your iPad. Thank God. You know what I mean? Otherwise, he wouldn't be watching Clubhouse very much. Right. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying we all have, like, our own. It's, it's interesting. Um, thank you for that. Yes, I'm a big fan of the second opinion. Second opinion. And, like, you know, trust your gut on the second opinion. If you're like, mm, this seems a little off. I should get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. <laughs> That's good advice. Um, okay. So now we have another, we have a voice memo. This is from our listener, Rosina, who she explains in the beginning of the voice memo, which we're not going to listen to, that she's been listening for three years. Oh, wow. Well, but she just got caught up. Okay. Like this week. All right. So she's excited to start finally calling in. And like oh, hearing nice. it in real time. Um, she also mentions that she and her husband had been living in Boulder, Colorado. When they knew that they had to do IVF, they moved to Rhode Island because Rhode Island has state mandated fertility coverage. I did not know that about Rhode Island. A little roadie. And they did a round of IVF covered by insurance. But you can't bank embryos covered by insurance. So the second round they did, they paid out of pocket. Wow. But anyway, so that's that's kind of what she goes over in the first right. five minutes of the voice memo, and then we're going to listen to the last couple minutes. Here we go. Last 305. I'd also love to, I don't know, put, nah, it's not really a signal, but more just like vent, I guess, about a hardship I'm experiencing right now. Um, so my son um, was born on Christmas Eve, so he's four months old. He is the light of our life, uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I never thought I could be a mother. So it's just an amazing experience. I literally pinch myself every day. Um, but what I'm struggling with right now is um, working around his wake windows. He is only awake for two hours at a time. Um, and, you know, I'm finally at the point where I, like, you know, want to go out and do things. The weather's nice. I want to go for hikes. I want to spend time with him outside and socialize and, and do things, um, with other people. And I just feel very, very limited by his wake windows. So, you know, the minute he wakes up, he has to feed and then we have to change him. And then the clock is already ticking. And it's like, okay, then there's 90 minutes left. Now we get in the car, we go somewhere, there's an hour left, and he gets so fussy uh, when he's tired. Like, the minute he needs to take a nap, you know. Um, and it it's, it's hard for him to nap on the go. He really needs, like, a dark, quiet environment. He's a very light sleeper. And so I really just feel like I can't do anything because it's going to interfere with his next wake window and then he's going to get fussy. And then I'm just dealt dealing with like a really overtired baby, which is not fun. So I just want to know what people have done to deal with their babies, very tight, small wake window timeframes. Um, when you have such a small infant and, 
Otherwise, just, you know, commiserate that this is hard right now. And I don't know, when does it get better? Um, like, when can you actually start doing things with your baby and not stress about getting home for them to take their next nap? Or does that never go away? Is that just like life now? Anyway, um, I will go, but you guys will hear much more from me in the coming weeks and months. I'm super excited to be able to contribute now to this podcast. Um, this is Rosina in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I think our apartment's 2,400 square feet-ish. We have a beautiful mountain view. Um, it is so beautiful here. Um, yes, we moved back from Rhode Island to Boulder as soon as we got pregnant. Um, we are, so it's my husband, my son, um, and me and two dogs in this apartment. Uh, we have two TVs. I don't know how big they are. Um, and hot dogs. I did make pigs in a blanket for, nice. um, Henry loves pigs in a blanket. The Super Bowl. Does that count, Matt? Yeah, it'll um, count. You tell me. I mean, but, but you really need good. four of them to equal one. And I think that's it. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's controversial. I know. Four four pigs in a blanket would equal one hot dog. Wow. Is yeah, that a universally accepted No, I'm, ratio? I'm, I'm, I'm wheeling and dealing right now. Mm, interesting. I'm, I'm a free, I'm free balling. A free dog in it. Free balling. <laughs> uh, I'll tell everyone else uh, what happened today. I was... I was uh, laying down on the couch next to Henry <laughs> and we were watching I'm just laughing because this was, is very funny <laughs> he was watching what was he watching probably stinky and dirty or something maybe Mickey and I he was still in his pajamas I was asleep so it was in the morning and I like had dozed off next to him and then I woke up and his pants were half down, <laughs> and he was like pointing his penis at me. <laughs> and his little his face when I when I opened my eyes was like I had caught him doing something. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Bud, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, not gonna tell you, <laughs> which is a thing he always says. And then I, I, I go, hey, you know what? Let me pause the television. Do you have to pee? And then he just runs to the bathroom. <laughs> so I don't know if he was like planning on pissing in my face. <laughs> or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I what he was, was going to do. I think he was planning on peeing on you. I legitimately like, do. Like that would wake me up. Yes. And then I would like have to I think he with... thought, oh, this will be funny. <laughs> Boy, am I glad I opened my eyes when I did. Because what, what even... the because the the I didn't know that he said not going to tell you. Yeah. Because the fact that he said that makes me think he was plotting something. Oh, he was plotting something big. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like I just like I thought he was going to pee on the couch. I don't know, but oh, he's going to pee in your face. No. <laughs> gross <laughs> anyway he's four years old that's great uh, now back to rosina um, rosina guess what you're just in a period of time that is temporary it, it is not going to last forever but getting back in time for for naps depending on how diligent you are about those naps that's not going to go away for a good three years yeah but the window the window will, will get, get lengthier much bigger it'll be like you know, five hour window. Well, here's it. It will start to change first. It'll start to change pretty soon because soon you will get out of 
wake window territory and into scheduled nap territory. So like when Henry was on a three nap schedule, for example, I think he napped at nine at noon or one. And then again at like four. Is that right? Uh, Three, something like that. Anyway, so then at least you kind of know and they don't take as long to eat. Like things just kind of like speed up. Like you can give them a bottle and they'll like eat the bottle and or even if you're breastfeeding, like they're going to they'll just eat quicker. Like the whole thing doesn't quite take as long and they start falling asleep more easily. And so, yeah, four months is tough. I actually wrote about this in my book. It's <laughs> like I remember I, I kind of like what I'm hearing from you. I had this sort of like idyllic vision in my head of having like a very small baby and going on like picnics and like long walks and like all these like things and then the reality of it was like he either would like fall asleep or he would like have a huge blowout like a huge poop blowout which would like ruin the whole thing like with a four-month-old baby it's like all bets are off right so what I would suggest is like going on short walks in your neighborhood with friends. That's it. That's kind of where you're at right now. Have your have somebody swing by and do an hour walk with them. Yeah. One o'clock in the afternoon or yeah. nine in the morning. And you know, if your kid will nap in the stroller, you could do a stroller nap. Yeah, we had Henry in a for a very short period of time. He was in a bassinet. Bassinet. And I a couple of times took Henry and Bo for a walk. And Henry did fall asleep. Yeah. Henry would occasionally nap in the stroller. He was not a consistent stroller napper. No. Um and then he would also sometimes nap in the car. And I remember when he saw the infant seat, we would like try to do the transfer. Remember the transfer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would work. One percent of the time, yeah, it didn't. I mean, it works sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just Matt's right. Like, it just it. This is just gonna be a, a time but in it's your a, life. It's a, it's it's this. But it's the, short. Per, this particular time where it is very, 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 very annoying is gonna be gone in like like even um, two months. Yeah, I was just gonna say, even when he's six months, it will be a, a very different situation. Right. So hang in there, Rosina. Hang in there and have somebody go on a walk with you. Yeah. All right. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, we're back. Hello. All right. Jory wants to know if it's it's weird (laughs) that we left that part in about Henry possibly wanting to pee on me. 
I'm, I'm, and I was like, no, our kid's weird. Let's just leave it in. Let's have a great time with uh, it. All right. I mean, um, the, the fact is, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as I paused the television, he happily ran off and peed in the toilet. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> he's funny like when he's like he wants to get like he's like he's like Dita, pause it so I can get water. So it's like literally like, okay, bud, pause. He walks the fourteen feet to his bed, picks up the water, comes back out, I hit play. It's like hilarious how little he wants to miss anything. Well, and also, it's not like he's, you know, going far. Like, he can still hear oh, exactly sure. what's happening. Yeah, thousand percent. Okay. We got a text. My daughter stopped napping over a year ago. She's four. But we recently incorporated quiet time. She sits in her room and reads or just chills for about 30 to 40 minutes. She never sleeps, but it gives everyone a break, especially her. Baby brother can be a bit overwhelming for her, too. Maybe that's a happy medium for you. Uh, yeah, we're doing this. What? We are doing quiet time. Oh, yeah. Henry's dropped his nap. We've dropped Henry's nap. We didn't. Last week, we were talking about the fact that we were going to do it. Yeah. If I remember correctly. No, wait. Well, I could say this week, has, his, his, he's been so tired this week. It's been amazing. He's been out <laughs> before 7.30. Out cold. And, uh, and sleeping till, you know, 6, 6.30. Like. And, and that's because we... Dropped his nap. Yeah. I think. It's 100% because we dropped his nap. He's so tired. He wakes up at 5.50 on the weekends and on Thursdays, and he just I just wake up to him on top of me. <laughs> I wake up I wake up to literally the pitter-patter of little feet. Like, I hear oh, it's a, he runs the running. Like a fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> just the thud, 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 and I'm thud, just thud, like, thud, thud. oh, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it funny when you hear, when I, when I get home in the morning, if you, if he has, if you guys haven't left for school yet, I can, outside, I'll open my door in the car and I hear him in the house. The, the, Mm-hmm. And then I hear the door open, and then he. The, the, the two days ago, I didn't hear him, or and I opened my door for a second, and I was like trying to update the software in the car, and and then I just turned, and he was right there. And he's like, "Hi, Diva." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So he's been doing quiet time. Like yesterday, he played it. He actually just played in his playroom for pretty much an hour. He came out a couple times. He wanted to like show me things. And I said, you can show me after quiet time. We're also trying to figure out how much hide and seek is too much hide and seek. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So when we figure that out, we'll let you know. He also has this game he calls traffic light. Yes. Where he takes a fly swatter. <laughs> that is in the shape of a hand. That is in the shape of a hand. And he holds it up, and that's a red light. And then when he puts it down, it's a green light. Yeah. And that's when you can walk or stop. And he could just play that for hours. And hide and seek. And, like, we don't have a huge house. And hide and seek, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is not hide and seek. It is. Uh, he tells you where he's going to hide. And he'll tell you where to hide. Well, he 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 didn't tell. He wasn't telling me where to hide today. But, no, but he, he was, was asking you because I was in the, the dining yeah, room. He was like, "Where'd Mama hide?" <laughs> and I would just point in a general direction. 
And then if he if he can't find you after about 30 seconds, he starts panicking. Yes. Mama, where are you, mama? Yeah. And again, our house is not large. Right. Like there's a there's a very there's a finite number of places Sometimes where we I'm like, be. Are you fucking blind? Sometimes like, he I do see him run right by me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Well, I think it's that's when he has an idea in his head of where I am. Yeah. And he's just so like laser focused. Like the time I hid under Bo's dog bed in the, <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> He was just like he was like so confused, <laughs> and then obviously when I when it was his turn to hide, that's exactly where he hid, and that was the right. first place I checked. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he wants to play that for hours on end. It's constant. Um, but yes, this is. <laughs> Didn't he ask you how you laughed today? Yes, he did. I heard that, and I was like, "Is he a sociopath? Like, is he like? Because like he has the he laughs like a when he thinks something's funny." Yes. But he also has a fake laugh. He does have a fake laugh. That it's like his, like, be hit. I don't know if it's like he thinks that he should be finding something funny, but he's not. So he just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and he goes, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and it's like, all right, bud. <laughs> don't get weird. Um, he's no, pretty weird. He's weird. <laughs> um, okay. Next text. What were some of Henry's favorite toys from his birthday? Our son Jack's fourth birthday is coming up on Memorial Day, and I'm looking for ideas. Well, Henry is uniquely Henry. That's so true. That the traffic light, the little $15 traffic light that yep. I got him on Amazon mm-hmm. was a big hit. Someone also got him, one of his classmates got him, what are they called? Like a stomp rocket or something? Yeah, he enjoyed it's like that. an air. It's like just you stomp, and it's like a bottle rocket, but yeah, air. Um, he also got a squishmallow. Yes, that he named Mister Dinosaur. Dinosaur. That 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 was a bit. That was I was surprised how big of a hit that was. Yeah, Mister Dinosaur also. Oh, Mister Dinosaur! Today I talked. I asked him about Mister Dinosaur, and he told me Mister Dinosaur is usually sleeping. Oh. Yeah. He sleeps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Someone, another classmate of his, got him. <laughs> he slept with a balloon last night. Yeah, he slept with a balloon then he, last then he night. He called Mister Balloon, <laughs> and, and then Dory had to go get the balloon. <laughs> no, I didn't go in, but he called. He called for me through at the what monitor. Time? What time at, was it? It's probably like twelve thirty, <laughs> and he said, and I like I was asleep. He woke me up. And he said, Mama, the balloon fell out of my bed. And I said, you can get it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And he went back to sleep. But then he called for me again, like two hours later, because the blanket had fallen off his bed. Well, I told him, I, did you hear me go in there and be like, Henry, you don't know how to use a blanket. And I explained it to him. Mm. And he seemed to sort of, because he will just grab a blanket from wherever he can get his hands on it. Mm-hmm. So let's say he grabs it at the middle. Yeah. He'll just pull that up towards his neck and then his feet will be uncovered. Mm. And he doesn't quite understand. I'm like, here's the edge of the blanket. Right. This is the part you pull up. Yes. Um, or some other things he really liked. He did, He got um, this truck that you, like that he got to put together with like bolts that he called bulbs. Um, bulbs. He bulbs. calls them bulbs. <laughs> B-U-L-P-S. Um, it was a little like recycling truck that like part of it, part of the game was like put it together. He enjoyed that. Yeah. 
Um, he got some Bluey stuff that he liked. He got Bluey Monopoly Junior that he has yeah, kind of enjoyed heard you guys playing. playing that. Um, what else has been? Oh, you know what? I have a list. That RC shark car that has foam wheels. Oh my gosh! Yes, that was. That that. Is, it's so fast, and it charges USB, and the wheels are foam, like so like monster truck wheels, but they're styrofoam, like a hard foam, which makes it super light. So the the power it does the motor doesn't have to do much, right? And it, as a result, this thing is like super fast. Yeah, he's he's enjoyed that. Um, someone else got him this like kind of cool, it's like a puzzle patterns thing where there's all these shapes and like a little magnet board and there's these cards where you have to like reproduce what's on the cards, but then also add shapes. I'm not describing it well, but he's been enjoying that too. Um, he got a book called, uh, how to find a fox. Right. Yeah. He likes that, that book he a likes lot. that um he got a few lego sets like actual lego sets and i think those are too hard for him right now right now and i mean he's destructive and he's destructive yes. more than he is constructive so um but yeah hopefully those uh those so hopefully something in there you go oh that'd be good for jack yeah he did say to me at one point um, that he didn't like any of his gifts. He just wanted, he just wished that everyone had gotten him construction vehicles. And then he like named like six different construction vehicles. <laughs> and I was like, well, first of all, you have like at least three of those already. Right. And he's sort of like, mm. and then he's like, but I don't have. And I was like, okay, but you know, we asked you what you wanted for your birthday. And you never said this. Well, he said, he also said he wanted a big dinosaur with buttons. He did say that. He and, got some dino stuff. Yeah. But like, I, I refused because I looked at the, all the options on line. And yeah. I just was like, none of these are anything that he think, I think he would actually want. Totally. So I just said, traffic light it is. Traffic light it is. All right. We got, um, an email about Rhode Island. It's a big Rhode Island heavy episode. Yeah. Someone had asked us about um, Providence, Rhode Island, and the Chicago suburbs because they don't know where to move. Right, right. So Claire wrote in to say, I grew up in Downers Grove, Illinois, which is just more than 20 miles from the city, and I'm now in the Providence area for residency training. I will go kicking and screaming from Rhode Island. When we leave to move near family in Washington in a couple of months. Story was spot on about Providence. Great food, influence from Brown, and easy access to beaches. Mm. I'd add that Providence public schools are not good by conventional standards. And there are only <laughs> a few suburbs with what most would consider, quote, good public schools. By comparison, the Chicago burbs have generally superb public schools, but very little access to nature and much higher cost of living. If you can tolerate cold and snow... I'll plug Minneapolis in its suburbs. I lived nearish for med school and they have everything you're looking for. Best of luck and happy to connect if you post in the Facebook group. Claire in Rhode Island, 1300 square feet with my husband and two year old son, 150 inch and 155 inch TV, two Costco hot dogs this year. Nice. Sweet. The Chicago burbs have always been a little fascinating to me. Because of John Hughes? Yeah, I think that and Home Alone, which also is John Hughes, I guess, too. But you never really think of it as John Hughes, but it's John Hughes. But it also seems like... Didn't Christopher Columbus direct it? Yeah. But John Hughes wrote it. Correct. Got it. Uh, 
it just seemed uh, like a colder version of Massachusetts. Mm. Like the nicer parts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like the cold. <laughs> I know you do. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to move to Michigan and get a Jeep Cherokee. Michigan? Yeah, I wanted to move to Michigan to be on Lake Michigan and like huh. have a Jeep Cherokee with a gravel driveway. It was forest green. That is a very specific. It was very specific. A dream. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was a weird kid too. Okay. Next. <laughs> uh, Matt, why don't you read this next one? Okay, Alec is writing in. Since Matt is turning the pod into a golf podcast, and he mentioned John Rahm hitting some awesome shots from a long distance, uh, I wanted to point out, Damn it, PGA Tour pros have the same expected strokes to hole out from 225 as a five handicap. That's an average round of 80, has from 100 yards. That's crazy. They're, they are good. It's insane. Also, I recommend to the writer who wanted to offer her husband's sperm to her friend, but didn't ask uh, for it to not make that offer unless asked. <laughs> Alec in Cleveland, many Costco hot dogs, including one last Wednesday. Thank you, Alec. I appreciate you. And then we got a, one last text for Matt. Yes, the uh, Providence still has the Bruins AHL affiliate. I told you this is a very Rhode Island heavy episode. I love it. I watched a thing about the Paw Sox uh, yesterday on YouTube. It's sad. Hmm. They moved out of town. I know. Where'd they go? Worcester. Mm. They are the Woo Socks. The Woo Socks. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Agreed. Um, all right. Hey. Hey. We're at that portion of the show where we're going to remind you that I'm on strike. Uh, support the show on Patreon. Get two bonus episodes per month. Patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. We're going to thank all the supporters who support us at the federal level or above. In addition to their bonus episode or episodes. Here's their thank you. Thank you to Angie James, Britt S. Baker, Josephine W., Ariana Perry, Bethany, Bonnie L., Brittany Dyer, Carol Balala McNamara, Cecily Templeton, Christina, Christina Keller, Diane M. Martin, Emily F., Erica, Evelyn Schmevelin, Jamie Stokey, Jenna Marie Nelson, Jennifer Zayas, Maria Baker, Mary Jo George, Melissa Bozeman, Nassim Kansari, Olivia Fahey, Alicia, Charlotte Noons, Dawn, Katie Allen. Lynn Weisinger. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Ronit Mazzoni. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Caroline Land. Jennifer H.S. Tyler R. Votes Pigeon Double Take. <laughs> Thank you for getting that vote in. Uh, that poster has the Pigeon Double Take right on top there. Oh. It's a James Bonding thing. Okay. Uh, Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Uh, Alex Liu. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. And Fluker. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven anonymous people. Thank you, anonymous people. I, I fixed the Patreon names this month, so. TBD. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.